1: Hey, all you lovers out there. Happy Valentine's Day. Spending it with the Suns Jam Session? You minx, you. Got nothing better to do? Well, good, because neither do we. We're here for you on Valentine's Day, the the last game before the All-Star break commences for the Phoenix Suns. Playing the Detroit Pistons, kind of have the stars aligned for that one, right? A great game game to lead into your all-star break and still somehow some way drama drama like driving home from work drama popping up on the phone
2: unbelievable stuff matthew happy valentine's day you minx you happy valentine's day this one goes out to all the ones that just smush and now they're turning on the tv to watch us on their big screen (laughs) Post at least one. Come on, there has to be at least one jamsters out there doing that right now. So,
1: you think it'd be like you think we'd be the pre game to the smush, though, right? Like, we're not the post game, we're, no. we're not the post smush cigarette, are we?
2: I think we would have to be, man. You can't watch us before, <laughs> you'd, just be, you'd be out of the mood quick. What do you got there? It's a back scratcher. Happy Valentine's Day! Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I do have a question for the jamsters. Remind me to ask once we get into the pod. Um, Yeah, just and we were talking about the NBA stats and I'm being updated. Everyone has tonight off. I think we're the only ones doing this (laughs) and
1: feel so lonely right now. No, well, we have each other. We have the Jamsters. You know, it's what Matthew's mentioning is uh, if you go to like ESPN right now, it'll say that the final score was 116 to 100 for the Phoenix Suns. But if you start to look at the statistics Like, for some reason, at the end of the third, everything froze, not only at ESPN, but NBA.com. According to the added-up statistics of the players, it's still 99-77, to which is frustrating for me because I'm writing the recap for Bright Side of the Sun, and I have everything done, and I just need to plug in some statistics. (laughs) How many points does Saban Lee have tonight? Well, I can tell you that midway through the third, he had 13 points in 16 minutes play on 4-9 shooting, but that's incorrect because he scored in the fourth quarter. What? And it even says it up top that the Suns were outscored 31 to 17 in the fourth quarter, but doesn't tell you the story and how they got there. So to Matthew's point, everybody, including the NBA scorekeepers, are taking the night off. I'm glad I had no bets that I'm sitting here waiting on needing anything to process because it's just excruciating and annoying. So rather than publishing the post game uh, on brightsideofthesun.com before I come on like I normally do, I'll just wait till we're all done. I'll sit here and I'll talk to you fine people about the Suns and the Pistons and this weird, wacky game that started with a punch in the parking lot. So welcome, Jamsters, again. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Arizona State Day to you as well. Uh, We appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule and your family to hang out with us. If you're live, you probably listen to this tomorrow, right? It's February 15th. You're like... Dude, I was, I was smushing last night. I was not watching you guys or the Suns. I was too busy. <laughs> Get <laughs> it
3: on. And,
1: and, now you, and now you're driving to work and you're <laughs> listening to us. So thank you for that. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> give us a thumbs up. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write a review let us know where you like to smush we'll read it right here on the podcast and if you're on spotify simply just rate us five stars uh we're gonna be drinking some pretty heavy stuff tonight i mean it's valentine's day uh we're gonna have bottles of wine i've got this nice cabernet let me just pop (sighs) the cork. oh yeah and let's get into this Ooh. The Pistons and win by a final score of one sixteen to one hundred. We think, we think that's what the final score was. Uh, it was a game in which the Suns had a, a massive lead, upwards of they nearly got it to forty points a couple times. I think thirty five is where they they finally got the the high on their their point total. So the back end of the game, I, there's a reason why they haven't updated any of the statistics. Is because the game was over in the middle of that third quarter. But it, it brings me to an interesting question for you, Matthew.
0: Oi you mate. I've got to ask.
1: Hey, look at you. You made the graphic and it's correct. That's fantastic. At least you're working tonight, uh, Matthew. So the question I got for you is what are your feelings on the Pistons overall as an organization, not just now, but throughout your history as a basketball fan, who are the Pistons to you?
2: Who are the Pistons to me? That's a good question, and it's funny because I was actually watching um, Rashid Wallace in an interview talking about the time they beat the Lakers. That what mm-hmm. was it? The, like, the Fab Five they had going on over there with Gary Payton, um, of course O'Neal and Kobe and Malone. Um, yep. oh, you know four. The Fab Four. There you go. I was thinking of a uh, queer eye. That's the Fab five, five. My Fab Five was Michigan. That's basketball. Michigan. Yeah, but Fab Four. Um, and how upset David Stern was that the Pistons pulled that off and the Pistons actually won because it ruined everything that he wanted. All the money he would have made, the Lakers would have won. So the Pistons, when I first think of, is that title. That's it. I just remember that season. Ever since then, nothing. I I feel <laughs> like it's been easy wins for the Suns. Um, now, at days, it's like, you know, you sign Coach Monty that long-term extension or to the long-term contract. Congrats, Monty. But now it's just like, what the hell's even going on there, man? Like when I'm watching those players, I'm like, how do they even want to get up and play? But you still see some of those young guys have their basically their head in the game for the most part, just trying to prove themselves, knowing that it's about the end game, maybe finding a way out of there. But I don't see any upside to this team. Um, what about you? What do you think about when you think of pistons?
1: P-, P Stones, if you will. I mean, obviously, they're an Eastern Conference team. So, from a Sun's perspective, it's not necessarily a team that has crossed your path or your universe throughout the history of the organization. Uh, As a kid, the bad boy Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, I grew up not only a fan of the Suns, but of Michael Jordan. So I was very anti-Pistons from a very early age because of the way that they played. Uh, Through the 90s, they got Grant Hill, respected Grant Hill, uh, but didn't like him because he went to Duke, and I was anti-Duke back then as well. So they were a team that once they got Grant Hill, they changed their logo, they brought it in that teal color, kind of the funky logo that uh, was very 90s the sonics had a 90s logo obviously the suns had one uh, that i feel is is timeless The Rockets had one as well. And I didn't like those uniforms either. Then you take it into that 4 team that had Tayshaun Prince and Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. And I like that team because I did not like the Lakers. And for them to go out and win the way that they did as a defensive team was very exciting to see because it's not what you expected, especially at the end of that Lakers run. But to your point, since then, it's been crickets from Detroit. I don't... It's like that meme from Mad Men, right, where the guy gets on the elevator with Don Draper and he looks at him and he goes, you know, I forget what the exact phraseology, but essentially he's like, you're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I think you're a piece of shit. And Don Draper looks at him and goes, I don't think of you at all. And that's what it's kind of been like with the Pistons. And you see the lineup that they put out there and you see that they've got. Cade Cunningham, who's a former number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, you have uh, James Wiseman, a former what number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. You got uh, Asur Thompson, who's a top four pick. So uh, Jalen Duren, who was a who's a lottery pick from a couple seasons ago. So they're a team that is full of this young talent, and some of the talent that I like. I am a Cade Cunningham fan. Jaden Ivey being another one, I believe, the fourth overall pick in the 2022 draft, I want to say. So just a a team that's full of this young talent. And it's only the second time a year that we check in on them and see what they're up to. The first time the Suns played them this season was back on November 5th. Uh, the Suns beat them 120 to 106 to move to three and four on the season, and the Pistons were two and five. They've won six games since then, and tonight you saw why. Even with Monty Williams as the head coach, uh, and we know what Monty is and what kind of motivator that he can be, but they are discombobulated. They can't shoot to save their lives, and they just don't play an effective type of of basketball. And you wonder. From a Pistons perspective, we know what that's like because we were a perennial lottery team for 10 seasons, and we had to hold on to the one star that we got out of all those lottery picks. We got one guy out of it, and that's where the Pistons are right now is they're trying to find that young, talented guy who can be somebody to build around because Cade Cunningham hasn't proven to do it. Asura Thompson, too young, right? He's He's, he's a rookie. James Wiseman's turn into hot garbage, right? He's already been traded from the Warriors. Jalen Duren's got some talent, but he's also very young and you just don't know yet. So watching them tonight, it's just a reminder that one, I don't think of the Pistons at all. And two, I think that's with good reason. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, I mean you summed it up. That that was exactly how I think with these young, these young guys, there's there's little glimpses. And it does make me kind of think of like, you know, when we have Marquise Chris, Dragon Bender, yes. you know, the, those those high picks, it's like, well, you see glimpses, there's something there. Cade Cunningham for me, like the first time we played him, I'm like, I don't really see it, right? His stats look great at the end of the game. But I'm like, I don't see it yet. But it's like, is he gonna be able to blossom? Do they need a guy like you know, like a Chris Paul, like what Chris Paul brought the Phoenix Suns, you know, just that experience, helped them grow. They might need that because we all knew Monty going into Phoenix wasn't like the best coach record wise, just wasn't known as a good coach, but he was put in the perfect situation. Of course, he helped his team grow, but they just needed, obviously, to go that route of maybe getting a veteran because it's so hard right now when you have like a young, talented team to really just grow that. You know, There's no patience in the NBA, so it's like, how no. long are you going to wait? I think Oklahoma City is the only example where they counted on their picks. They didn't make the big trades. They kind of waited and waited and waited, but it was a long game. But they, the they got Sixers Shea, too.
1: but they yeah, got yeah. the guy, right? They, they got, got the, the guy. guy, and
2: just like the Sixers got Embiid, and they trusted the process and all mm-hmm. that. They had Ben Simmons. It took a while, and yeah, with Shea, who's an MVP caliber player this year, It still took time with that team, dude. Like Coming into this season, no one thought they would be where they are right now. So for me, it may have been Bill Simmons. But it just took some time. And I I think in Detroit, you have that in Detroit. But it just has to be the right coach and the right players. And I just don't know if they have that right now. Obviously, they don't. I don't know if they'll have it next season. They got to make a few extra pickups for sure in the offseason.
1: Yeah. And you know, step one is to try to get the right coach. And that's what they attempted to do by bringing in Monty Williams, paying him the most ever that a head coach has ever received. He's $13 million a year on a six year contract. So that was kind of their fortification of that. They're like, Hey, we got the coach. We can build off that. But the returns haven't been anything but negative thus far this season, because there's just no, you know, we're seeing some Monty Right. Like there's no adjustments. And when I get into the subreddit stakeout, it's less of them talking shit about the Suns, It's them talking shit about their own team. Like it was pretty interesting to see it through their eyes. So uh, just so you know, the stats have updated. Uh, which is fantastic. So we can actually talk about what happened. I'm refreshing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, I do want to give a shout out to biscuits and the bear $30. Thank you so much. Biscuits and the bear in the super chat says game was over at the end of the third, fourth didn't count. See you guys on the 22nd. That's right. We got until the 22nd until the sun's play again in Dallas. Uh, But thank you biscuits and the bear for your constant and continual support every time the sun's win. Biscus and the Bear likes to provide us with a super chat for the Beautiful. what what the difference is. So we very very much appreciate that. One thing uh, I, I don't I don't know where to start on this. Um, should we should we start with Eubanks or should we start with Booker? Like, wh- oh, you tell should we me. go
2: in chronological order with Eubanks? Let's start with with okay. Eubanks. Big Crank Eubanks.
1: Now I mean you okay so i got i got a little story for you to tell i got a story to tell matthew so driving home today uh a a couple days ago uh, maybe a week ago i got a an email from dave bernstein uh brewster he does a spot on am 1060 here locally in the valley and he sent me some audio uh after dave king passed away and it it was him giving a tribute to dave because one thing that none of us knew is dave king every tuesday or wednesday would get on with rooster and just be his son's insider from bright side of the sun and talk sons with him for about 10 to 15 minutes on his radio show so he emailed me last week send me that audio it was amazing to hear his tribute to dave that he had live on the air uh really touching really emotional and he was shook with about it too as, as many of us in the Suns community have been a uh, couple days later uh he emailed me again asked for my phone number and said hey listen if you ever would be interested if you want to come on the radio you know we fill dave's spot if you would uh, so today, 5:33, they gave me a call, and I was actually uh, driving home from work, and I was talking about the Phoenix Suns uh, on AM 1060. Uh, you know, just f- hashtag for Dave King, and that's what I, I told uh, Rooster a couple times. It's like, listen, if this is something I, that I can do to carry the legacy that Dave put out there, I will absolutely do it uh, every week. If you need me to during the, the Sun season, even the off season, I don't care. I'm driving home from work anyways, and I love to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the reason I just bring this up is that whole time i'm having this conversation i I get off the freeway and right as i get off the freeway i I finish the conversation and then i hit like traffic in a red light uh and i look down at my phone and i just see drew eubanks i see sham Sharania, and then drew eubanks i was like what the hell happened while i was talking to rooster and shams tweeted out he says sources detroit pistons forward slash center isaiah stewart punched Phoenix's Drew Eubanks in the back tunnels of the Suns Arena today. It is unclear what sparked the altercation. The NBA is expected to receive some footage to review. And then he he retweeted that. He says, both Stewart and Eubanks were going chest to chest before a swing to Eubanks' face connected on Wednesday, sources said. Both were separated, and there is a police presence involved with the situation in Phoenix tonight. Now, Isaiah Stewart entered this game. He was on the injury report with an ankle injury, going to be out past the All-Star break, Uh, and Drew Eubanks ended up playing tonight. So what the
2: actual F
1: happened there, man?
2: Well, I guess it was a soft punch. Uh, That's what Eubanks (laughs) said. That's what he he was quoted saying. It was a soft punch. Um, There's a couple things, of course, with Booker. It's like, what was said? Like, what actually happened? Chest to chest? You know, when this did happen, I kind of thought it was like a trade when I first saw it on Sham When I saw that, because the way I found out, I was late getting back here and I was about mm-hmm. seven minutes into the game. And I just hear like the Suns need to make sure if they have their bench ready in this game. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, did someone get hurt? <laughs> and no, it was, I pulled it up on Twitter. It was Booker being ejected. And then you had this thing with Eubanks, which is kind of insane because you just don't think about this stuff happening in the back as much. Maybe after the game, but before the game. It just has to be something weird. I'm like, maybe something happened last night at the club. I'm like, no, the Suns played a late night game last night. This is a back to yeah. back. What could have happened? So, whatever's said, this is the same guy that went after LeBron in that one video right that's across right. The court. That's, that's <laughs> so, right. Like, like, like
1: insane. The whole the entire like security staff had yeah, a hold of versus, back. It was a year yeah, or two he went ago. Through everybody,
2: yeah, it was it was incredible when he did that because it was LeBron. I was like, Oh, hell yeah, get that guy. But now <laughs> when it's you banks, lay off, dude. Um, but I just I can't and Maybe this is bad of me to say. I kind of don't I kind of can't wait uh, to see the video and see what happened. I don't want to see you get hit, but we all know it was a soft punch, and he played the game. So I want to see that punch and just kind of make fun of that other dude, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just what like rumor has it. It's it's I don't even want to go into rumors, just it'll be interesting to see what what actually sparked this altercation. So emotions are already running high. And then six minutes into the game. Big Dick Booker. Devin Booker starts out great, right? He's got seven points in the first five minutes of the game. He's, he's starting to cook early, uh, two of five from the field, and he gets ejected. He gets a technical foul, and then he's saying something, and then they tee him up again, and they toss him. Okay, And then they tee up Frank Vogel. And it's like, what? And then for the remainder of the first quarter, they're calling offensive foul after offensive foul on the Suns. Kevin Durant had two fouls. Grayson Allen had two fouls. We're already down Bradley Beal, who has the hamstring injury. Devin Booker gets ejected. And then you have fouls being called left and right. And it's like, what's going on in this game? Like, this is the perfect recipe for the Phoenix Suns losing right going into the all-star break, a boneheaded loss because of something that's outside of their control or something that's inside of their control. And they just didn't maintain their composure. Uh, it, I'll i be interested to see what the post game says, what Devin Booker says and something I'll keep an eye on uh, from a Twitter standpoint to see if he says anything in the post game presser that we can say right here on the sun's jam session podcast about what actually occurred. But the Suns had, a a challenge you know this is going against the worst team in the nba you don't want to give them any life any opportunity to feel good about themselves thankfully in that first quarter the suns come out and they outscore the pistons 37 to 25 despite everything that's going on they still have the ability to beat them uh, in that first quarter which was huge which was huge
2: yeah, those fouls in the text, maybe just because of no nonsense. And when I did see the replay of booking in the second, the ejection and the technical before that, I didn't see the one before that. So I'm like, wait, what did he do before? Did he actually come out there and just knock someone over because of what happened in the back tunnels or something? But I kind of missed that part. But now that it's like, okay, it was the two in the same play and then Vogel, it's like, they're like any kind of chippiness or anything, we're going to get rid of him. And that's why I'm like, I want to hear what Book said. Because I know we're all watching it. We're like, what did he even do? He wasn't even talking to the ref. He wasn't talking to a Pistons player. But was there just something said It's like that just crossed the line? So this can going to be interesting to hear. Obviously, he's not going to say it. But to get ejected that early in the game to where this doesn't even count as a game now. It counts as a game where Booker did not play. <laughs> so this kind of hurts his chances. I, I think it was um, someone on Twitter. I always forget the names. Apologize. Um, did say that there, there's, you know, this hurts his chance of like, any kind of award anything that he actually wants to go for trevor booth there it is yeah mvp race anything like that of course he probably won't be in it but it's kind of hurts those chances if he misses any more games so that's kind of the crazy part of it and of course everyone's saying you know give the suns fans what they want dude like don't the best team the best player on the team is going to be ejected that's fucking crazy that early in the game so it was nuts
1: yeah, it's uh, what Trevor Booth tweeted out was essentially saying that this hurts any you have to play 65 games to be eligible for any all NBA awards. And Devin Booker is definitely somebody who is on all NBA lists. He might not be a first team all NBA, but he could be a second or third team all NBA if he qualifies. Right. That's the issue with like Joel Embiid uh, prior to his injury is due to the number of games missed. He wouldn't be eligible for any of the all NBA stuff. That's one of the things that the NBA has instilled this season in an effort to negate people and, and teams trying to rest their stars throughout the season it's like hey you have to play minimum number of their games or you're, you're not eligible and due to the fact that he didn't play 20 minutes or more in this game guess what he, he's not eligible for this game actually counting for him what's unfortunate is and you saw this kind of all over twitter is that you have people who like are holding up signs to say like hey we traveled from spain to see devin booker and they've got a sign like we love you book and he's out and like that's what's unfortunate is the officials allowing their egos to get involved. And it's a conversation we've had before, and it continues to be an issue. Justin Van Dyne is one of the officials that was on the crew. He's not the guy who tossed Booker. But he was around, I'll never forget, he was around when Devin Booker got ejected from a game in 2021 against the Lakers. Like there was a jump ball getting ready to happen. Devin Booker looks and he says something to TJ Ford. Side note, the fact that I know these officials' names goes (laughs) to show you how shitty they are because you know their names and you remember instances. And I remember Booker like says something to TJ Ford and then Justin Van Dyne, double tease him up and tosses him in a game we're playing against like LeBron a, a key matchup yeah. that season. Now, if I remember correctly, the Suns ended up winning that game, but we had the same outrage because it was just so unfounded. It's not like there's a warning or it, it's, it's when those officials start to inject themselves into the game and want to be a part of the process because of personal ego issues or vendettas against the player or vice versa. It's, it's, unacceptable and five minutes into the game for devin booker tonight it's not fair to him and it's not fair to the fans who paid good money to go out there and to watch him play tonight it's not fair to the people who this is their date night it's valentine's day and they're taking their significant other out there to watch a game to see devin booker play and he's ejected after five minutes of play uh (laughs) Monty Williams says unprecedented yep. BS uh, when asked nice. about the reason uh, why yeah, Bonzi, Booker was back. ejected. Back,
2: baby. You know what? Um,
1: oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Frank Vogel.
2: Oh, I was going to say, that's awesome. That came from Monty. I'm like, hell <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. My I don't bad. Know if you're that really was going if Vo- it was Monty Vogel. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> though? If, if you're taking the girl to the game for Valentine's Day, Booker gets kicked. It's kind of nice because you don't have to hear about how hot he is the whole game. Like, All <laughs> right. You want some more Wessels pretzels for 20 bucks or what? I'm yes. talking about Booker and the worst part about the refs is when they do blow the whistle and throw him out he does that little walk they always do that stupid little walk like I'm so important over to the booth it's like dude just knock Huff it off or lady, out. knock they it do, off all right? they we did, don't care they just like, did the chest butts. day yeah yeah I know the tight shirts they'll have the same kind of boobs it's, it drives me <laughs> nuts man <laughs> so it's a, un- unfortunate that <laughs> you know uh, the names I know the body I don't know
1: yeah, that's what it is. That's and that's why it's synergy with with you and me. It's like <laughs> if you just start to describe a body of a an official, I'll be like, oh yeah, man, that's Scott Foster, dude. Like he's got a yeah. weird face and a gray hairline. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. Uh, respectively, <laughs> respectfully. So, so obviously, uh, those are the two weird storylines that happen when we actually talk about the basketball that occurred tonight. I will say this, okay? Suns win by sixteen points. Like I said, they were up thirty five. They yeah. put in like the third stringers primarily in the fourth quarter, which allowed the, the Pistons to actually score points. Uh, so it doesn't look as bad as it could have been. But, here, but here's what I take away from this game. So no Booker, no Beal. Suns didn't play that great, in all honesty. It's a great win. It was a nice, easy win. It's exactly what we want, right? Going into the all-star break, we're 33 and 32. Uh, you take a look at the overall NBA standings after beating the Sacramento Kings last night and moving into the fifth seed. Uh, this right here gets us to within three games of the fourth seed and the Denver Nuggets with this win, although the Pelicans have all, have the same exact record as we do, so we're definitely, uh, as we win, they're winning. Uh, but there's pressure now to try to start to hit that 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 three seed, right? So that's great. Yeah. But from a basketball standpoint, And again, I preface this with no Beal, no Booker. It was really fucking (laughs) sloppy basketball, man. Really bad basketball. The Suns had 23 turnovers tonight, dude.
2: 23? God, I know. I've seen 22, but but maybe I'm not completely updated. It's like the last percentage updated. Okay. Yeah, there it is. All right, 23. Now we're good. nice okay yeah um yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty brutal um i think it's just it's one of those things where it's like you have all these guys coming off the bench they're finally playing some games and you're as a sunscreen you're like oh wait he's still on the team i'm the one guy of course i was always a big save and leave like, oh yes I we still have him after all those I, trades I'm, the I'm gonna have to make a like, drop oh. for him yeah you know playing big minutes tonight look pretty good out there but um yeah you kind of forget who's on the team when they're emptying the roster and it's entering the bench it, it's kind of good to see though a lot of those faces out there to get the experience i guess but it was kind of i know it looked pretty bad but it was kind of nice how they was just blow out most of the game right this is like the first time i feel like we've had like an actual blowout maybe the second time where we just had that 30 point lead most of the game i know it's only 16 point win but you just knew it was a blowout and everything else that was happening in between it was just like eh, it's just fun to watch it was kind of just a fun game to watch and not really critiquing anything on this one yeah,
1: it's, it's hard to critique it because there's, you're without your starting backcourt. So you can sit there and go, okay, this team ended with, what What did I say, 23 turnovers? Fun fact. Let's see. Let's see. Let, let's trivia time you this. You know what
2: time it is.
1: Trivia time. How many times this season have the Phoenix Suns had 23 or more turnovers in a game? Jamsters, if you're watching along live and you're in the chat,
2: you can throw your guesses out there too. I'm gonna say six times.
1: six times, so twenty three or more. Yes, six times yes. is Matthew's guess. I'll allow the jamsters a couple minutes to talk about uh, and to to search for it real quick because I know that's what they're doing. Um, so Saul, uh, David Ray says five times. Saul H. Soto says ten times. Rick's gonna give it oh. eight. Fabio's gonna give it. Fabio in the mood today. 69. Prescott Mark gives it two. Suns Fever gives it gives it nine. We've got seven (laughs) from Christian. Uh, John says eight. CL Oracle says four. Psycho Hawk 2000 says fifteen.
0: Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture hero bread has zero grams of sugar and is under hundred calories per serving plus high in fiber with five to 10 grams of protein per serving order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code a H 10 that's 10% off with code a H 10 H E R O dot C-O.
1: the answer, Matthew and Jamsters ladies and Jamsters is zero.
3: Oh, zero, you us, man?
1: zero times this season have the Suns oh, had more than 23 turnovers. This was their highest turnover
2: game of the season. Shame on you, jamsters. Shame, Shame on, on all of you thinking sh- this team was that bad to start the Jeez. season with the turnovers. They were terrible, so I thought it was that bad. So <laughs> hey, at least I guess six and not 69. Man, that's a lot. We didn't even <laughs> play 69 games.
1: <laughs> no, this is this is true. The the challenge or, or the reason for the success for the Suns tonight is a couple things one the Pistons turned the ball back over 19 times so technically the Suns were only negative four in the overall turnover department Uh, the 19 turnovers is the most that any team against the Suns has turned the ball over this season all right so we just witnessed 42 turnovers tonight the most in any game by the Suns this season the other thing that definitely helped the Suns is the fact that the Pistons aren't very good at Shooting what we like to call the basketball. They shot 38 of 100 tonight, right? Now, again, the Suns shot 35 of 78. So extra possessions definitely occurred for the Pistons because they had 17 offensive rebounds to the Suns' nine, but they shot 38% from the field. 38% would be the third worst against Phoenix this season. So highest turnovers but the the opposing team just couldn't knock down shots. And we saw that time and time again, they hit 27% of their three pointers, which is like the, that ties for the seventh worst that the Suns have faced this year. So that's what happened. What's unfortunate. And again, can't critique too much on this game, but uh, Sophie Cunningham made the point on the broadcast. And I thought it was a great one. She goes in a game like this, this is when you should really lock in and focus on doing the little things right. Negating, And I know I say negate a lot, and for that I apologize. For some of her <laughs> negating offensive rebounds, right? Not turning the ball over, taking care of the ball. Yes. Like those are the two issues that the Suns have when they lose. And if this isn't rocket science, this happens for the majority of teams when you turn the ball over and you and you allow offensive rebounds, you're probably going to lose. But on a night like tonight, they could have really tried to focus in on those two aspects of their game and won by 180. And I'm kind of upset that it was only 16.
2: Well, there's just a few guys you kind of want to step up. And by a few guys, I just mean one guy, Eubanks, kind of just, I know he got punched in the face, but just it should fuel him, right? Remember the one game? Who was he? Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond just knocked him out or whatever. And Eubanks, (laughs) what do you have? Like five dunks in a row after that? It's like, I think he loves that physical contact. It knocks all that energy drink out of him. I know Eubanks drinks a lot of energy drinks he talks about. I can tell he looks like he's always like on Adderall on the floor, so he needs to chill out a little bit. But in a game like this, I want him to dominate even more. Didn't dominate at all. A plus three in a game like this, it shouldn't be a thing, and he should have had a lot more minutes. Games like this, of course you want to see the guys off the bench they haven't seen, but you want to see other guys really gain some momentum from this kind of game to carry in the games that actually matter. I mean, this game matters. Every game matters. All right jamsters every game matters but the ones that actually feel like playoff games you need eubanks to step up he can feel feed off of this one i feel like
1: yeah and at the back end of this game he was just throwing up shots it's like no this is where you can perfect the craft exactly That's the point of this yep. so uh sun's fever 83 one of our elite jamsters if you want to become an elite jamster hit the join button on youtube uh he's just reminding matthew lissy pay attention to the kd drop okay you paying attention?
0: Who the heck are you? I'm no, Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did
3: anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see
0: anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game.
1: That's all there is to it. That was it. The hardest. crazy.
2: <laughs> that was the hardest. Speaking of battle, I needed it for that. Like, just my <laughs> eyes were. I'm only like going wall-eyed looking at that. But, <laughs> yeah. That no, was great.
1: Kevin Durant led uh, all scores tonight on both sides with 25 total points. He was 8 of 13 from the field, had 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, still had 5 turnovers. Only 30 minutes played, which is obviously a great number as as we head into the all-star break. But uh, another great performance by Kevin Durant. And you just kind of felt bad almost for the Pistons because, again, so many young players who have obviously grown up I mean, think about this. These guys, Kevin Durant's in what is 16, 16th, 17th season. These guys were like three when he started playing. Yeah. They've grown up just knowing him, playing him on every version of 2K. And then they're out there just fouling the shit out of him because they 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 can't help themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those poor Pistons.
2: Yeah, he kind of took care of business today. And I kind of felt bad for him because it's like bills out, books out. And he's like, well, I wanted a day off, dude. Like, I know the All-Star game's coming up, but I had to play in it. And- participate in all that nonsense i'm sure he enjoys it but a little time off would have been nice um but tonight my play of the game from him is just being on the bench grooving to i don't care i love it that song <laughs> brings me back to Mill avenue dancing care. around stepping on people's feet he's jamming over the royce o'neill like that was awesome um but it was just like a fun game and you could just see it on his face the whole time he just and so cliche but him loving the game of basketball and just knowing this is the pistons i don't care i'm still gonna play 30 minutes is make sure we get this victory. That's huge. I think that's so awesome to have that on your team. The five turnovers, though, eh, it's fine. It kind of goes along with the rest of the mess that happened tonight, but you definitely enjoyed kicking that piston's booty tonight.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's like, happy Valentine's Day. Right in the butt. (laughs)
2: That should be a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> happy, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> right, in the, boop, right in the butt. Right in the butt. Uh, a couple other
1: things that I had, you know, second team activity. I, I got to give, you know, Josh Akogi, Royce O'Neill, uh, the way that they hustle on defense. Because it was for the first quarter and a half, this was a game. Uh, and to see the way that they're hustling, I noticed it. God, well, it was the Kings game part of it, uh, the Warriors game too. Both of those games, what, what I noticed from their defensive strategies is like, the Suns play off of, of the opposition a lot. They're constantly in drop coverage. They're not attacking the perimeter, and I don't know why that is. Maybe there's some tentative, uh, tentativeness because they're afraid of getting called for a foul, getting into a rip-through situation. I don't know what it is, but the Suns aren't a team that really attacks on defense. They kind of let the opposing offense come to them. And that hasn't worked for them this season. They're 15th overall in defensive rating. And what I've noticed since the addition of Royce O'Neal, obviously this being his third game, uh, Josh Akogi, who we've had a season and a half with, and we know what kind of tenacious player he can be is we're starting to see an identity with that second team unit. And I know it's early, right? Three games in, but I saw tonight, and I saw it some last night too, especially in that fourth quarter, where they're attacking the the, the opposition on defense. They're getting to the ball and getting up on them. And they're not, you know, they're, they're just, they're making it hard on them. They're not sitting their hand checking. They're not uh, putting themselves into position to where they can be called for a blocking foul. But they're not allowing clean vision for the opposition. Royce O'Neal is doing a great job of that a Kogi's kind of always done that, but he's also been out there alone and had to gamble because there's no one really behind him. Who's had the same, uh, mindset, if you will. And you saw that tonight with both of those guys. It's something that Nas little was doing last night as well. It's something that Grayson Allen can do at times, which I appreciate and it's something to really keep an eye on as we have this final stretch post-All-Star game is that second-team defensive identity. Knowing that old man Thaddeus Young is on his way and is also somebody who has a defensive identity, it's something that this team has needed, and we've known it, and if this can actually come to fruition, it is a massive win for the Suns, especially at the trade deadline, despite what Bill Simmons says. I don't know if you listen to the latest Bill Simmons, but he's just like I was don't know how Nurkic is hurt.
2: What's it? Was it from today or it was
1: it? It was yesterday. He put out oh, one okay. Monday and then one Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but he pretty much he's like he's going through things. He's just like, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how Nurkic is still healthy, and I don't like the Royce O'Neill edition. He just continues to say that just moves right over the Suns. Like so, he, he just basically
2: combined the two previous pods into one where he talked about Nurk and yeah, uh, he and then say, O'Neil. Oh, Okay, okay. Well, at least he's getting a little better a little bit more homework into it or I don't know but Royce O'Neal plus 37 tonight God, mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. and minus never seen plus 37 in my life <laughs> read
1: his stat line read Royce yeah. O'Neal stat line this is All beautiful right.
2: 24 minutes 3 for 6 3 for 6 from 3 yeah. 7 rebounds 3 assists yeah. 2 yeah. steals yeah. only 1 turnover yeah. 1 personal foul and a great job at karaokeing on the and bench nine, and 9 and, points <laughs> and a great he, job karaoke he uh yeah, he – oh, yeah, and I forgot the most important part. Nine points, yeah. points. So, um, yeah, I, I think that he has, like, the, this little sidestep for three. But I love how confident he is in just catching that ball. And if you're just a few feet away from the dude or maybe a couple more than that, he's going to launch it, man. He's very confident in that shot. Uh, that's what I like the most. I love the defensive effort, of course. But just the fact that you have that guy that's just going to jack him up because it's like, why not? You fit right in with Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon. We need you guys to just shoot it when you get it, and he's gonna do it.
1: He also has an elite pump fake. And he's talked about yes. that. And we saw it tonight, too. It's it's one of those things where you know he'll sell the the defender on it. And that's gonna open up more aspects of it. So it's an early return, and, and we've been through this before, right? Suns fans, where we get an acquisition at the trade deadline. Think back to like Aaron Holiday. Right? Remember when we got Aaron Holiday and all of a sudden we're like, dude, this guy should be the backup point guard. He's better than Cameron Payne. Oh, man. Even in the playoffs that season when we were having some struggles, we're like, dude, get Aaron Holiday out there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's – yes. I I remember that, but I just remember it saying – I think I said it was like this is a bad thing to want that. Yeah,
1: part. no. I, w- yeah. I was with you, but like we're around the Suns universe, and those are the comments that are starting oh, okay. to happen. I thought you people- meant like our
2: pod was saying no, that.
1: no. 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 Oh, okay. no. No. Where it gets Aaron Holiday, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't care. The guy was a, he, again, he's kind of like the David Uh, Roddy in this situation where he was kind of the guy thrown in from a, for a mechanics standpoint, and you want to see more of him because you just want to know what you have, but you're on a competing team that doesn't need to give every guy on the team an opportunity to play. So he's just not going to get the minutes. And if he does come out and he, and he gives you five good minutes, one time, you think that that can be extrapolated over a 25 game span. And therefore Every time somebody doesn't play well, so if Bull Bull goes out there and has a bad game, everyone will be like, but if you put David Roddy in, that's what he's here for, right? So, I mean, that's that that whole thing. So we've experienced this before, but, but here's the difference. is Royce O'Neal is a $9 million-a-year player. He's somebody who will be a free agent, unrestricted, at the end of this season, and will most likely garner a quality contract. So he's going to go out there and he's going to compete, knowing that it's going to pay off for him this offseason. I think he's 31 years old. Uh, Jamsters, you can correct me in the chat. But that being said, he's comfortable. He played with Kevin Durant before, and he he's a confident player and shooter. He's exactly what this team needed, and he is a three and d guy and we see that I'm impressed with the defense It's nice to see him be confident in the three point shot. It's nice to see him hold the pose and whatnot. But I like his tenacity on defense, his ability to guard the one through five that's what's going like uh what Bill Simmons was talking about was uh Nurkic potentially having to go against Jokic and whatnot. Uh and I don't know if he could be healthy. Royce O'Neal is a guy who you can put on Nurkic at times or I'm sorry uh, Jokic at times and give him troubles. That's what our buddies over at the best Nets fans you know uh podcast were saying they're like listen the the Nets would put him on Embiid from time to time not for an entire game but you throw a look at him and you, and you do uh you you do five to to seven minutes a game, and it's just it flusters them, right? It's like when Kevin Durant, when we we're playing against the Clippers last year, they put smaller guys on him in an effort to discombobulate him and take him out of his game because they're getting under him, if you will. They're not trying to guard him straight up; they're getting under him and 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 guarding up on him, which he likes to do. So I think that there's a, some flexibility there that maybe I'm being a little too optimistic. Maybe Almighty Bill Simmons knows what's going on. But I like the Royce O'Neal addition, and three games in, I think it's been absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, and you can you can look at Nerg and say like, yeah, he's not going to stop Jokic but nobody can. But I think it's help the healthy IQ that they have. Th- Thaddeus Young coming over, it's the IQ that they have defensively. Like they have guys that know what to do. It's not like okay, when we got Royce, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is a difference maker. I just think it's a it's a nice piece to have. It's not going to be like okay, is it going to make a difference? If I was winning a championship, maybe a few plays here or there to help us win a game. But it's not something that's like, he's that difference maker. He's not that guy, but it's nice to have him instead of those other four guys that we let go. We let go.
1: Yeah, and it's like I said yesterday, the four guys that we let go, all of them had overall negative net ratings. So James Jones literally said, okay, I'm going to stack four contracts of yeah. four guys who have negative net ratings and bring somebody in here who's going to give us some positive minutes uh, and can affect this team the way that and is confident enough to do so. A uh, couple others. So, don't know if you saw this, Matthew. Okay, you ready for this? What's going on? Did Did you see who Monty Williams's bench coaches are?
2: I didn't see Monty at all the whole game. Did they show him once? Uh,
1: maybe, maybe. Can just I guess once. who one is? Steve Blake. No, I didn't see Steve Blake. That okay. that's that, that's a good guess. Um, so. I think that it's it's only right, knowing that it's Valentine's Day and our ex is in town, that we do something that we haven't done since sometime last year. We we don't play him a lot, but
3: the Monty Williams drop. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. Detroit Pistons.
1: So... He has Jarrett Jack with him, who was with him here in Phoenix, and Steven Silas is one of his bench coaches. Oh, is it? Who <laughs> okay. we we're literally talking about last night? Who used to be the head coach of the 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 uh, Houston Rockets and used to sit on the sidelines with the "what the fuck is going on" look, which is the. The, the The look that Monty Williams has right now, he just sits there and is like, what the fuck am I watching? Like the last the time he was in this building, it was game six against Jokic and the yeah. Nuggets. And here he is with a team that like is just not good at dribbling the ball like the piss. His team can't dribble now. Like he went from having a team that had Chris Paul and Devin, uh, uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton. And now like his team can't dribble, man. it's yeah. and But at least he's getting 13 mil a year, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's all that matters to him is the money. And that's it. Um, But I think the passes they had tonight too, it's like, you're not going to pass it, are you? And then he passes it. I'm like, this is insane. (laughs) I know. Um, But uh, I saw, is there also oh who did oh never mind keep going i thought i saw someone else on the staff but it just exited out i tell you what the internet's ah. day, huh? it's just not updating huh? yeah that
1: internet even <laughs> the internet's taking the day off you know it's like it's valentine's day the internet wants to go out on a date with uh uh, uh my wireless mm, phone bill, bill yeah uh you know the tv and whatnot and the place and the thing so i'll tell you what i was hanging out <laughs> in detroit tonight which isn't a fun place to hang out. And if you're going to hang out there, you got to go as the
3: dark night. The sun's jam session subreddit stakeout. Matthew. Happy Valentine's day. Where is she? Oh, she's dead. This is awkward. You're a 2 face So here's what was going on on the subreddit for the Detroit Pistons. Why the fuck did they toss Booker, bruh? I wanted to watch him play. They were pissed about it. They said, we must have some of the best luck when it comes to stars and refs refs got the pistons let's go refs with a historic performance tonight can we have these refs every game uh yeah and then they said uh (laughs) um (laughs) uh this is so chippy stew's punch might not be the last one thrown tonight that was all the reference they had on
1: uh uh Isaiah Stewart Panchette. That's all they had
3: They like didn't talk about it. So <laughs> that's like
2: and, the biggest news since Draymond. I will yeah. I'm just someone getting punched, obviously.
3: <laughs> what is Monty's obsession with finding the worst dude on the roster and giving him meaningful minutes? Sound familiar, Suns fans? Yes. It's yes, like, ma'am. oh, Landry Shaman, Elia Kobo. My God, nothing changes. Um, let's see. James Wiseman is the worst basketball player I've ever seen, including Killian. Oh, I mean, that's another lottery pick that they just released,
1: dude, and no one's picked them up. No one's picked up Killian Hayes. Left-hander from France. Don't know if we
3: want him, Cobo Like, even Monty yeah, Williams. Yeah, we can't. Make it we happen. Can't take the guy. No, no way. He'll be on Golden State. Imagine getting cooked. By Sabin Lee. <laughs> Former Pistons Saban Lee and Bull Bull for like 24 hours outscoring our last three lottery picks. <laughs> Fuck. The their announcers are awful. And then somebody replied and said fuck you want him to say nothing to talk about when one team isn't playing nba level basketball <laughs> is that true it is it is what do you want him to say i had tickets for the game against the magic next week but i'm returning those shits and then the last comment monty gives zero fucks just that Fucking little clown smirk. Fuck you, Monty. Fuck you. The Suns Jam Session, subreddit stakeout. Oh I mean,
1: God, they sick. had
2: nothing bad to say about the Suns because they hate their team Oh so my much. gosh, they wanted Booker to play too. Yeah,
1: they're like, oh good, we get to see a good basketball oh. to play. Where's he going? Hey,
2: come back. Come back, Booker. And he's from Michigan, too. So it's like... Jeez. That's oh, hilarious, man.
1: Oh man. Uh, any, any other notes that you had on this game? Dude, no <laughs>
2: notes. I I took two <laughs> notes, and then I closed it on my Google Doc, and I forgot to open it back up. So <laughs> no hey, notes this game.
1: Yeah, try my writing a recap for Brightside. I'm sitting <laughs> oh, there goodness. Say, Oh goodness, I still yeah, haven't published it yet.
2: It's a hard game to sit through and watch. Sorry, John. It's a great <laughs> game. It's a great game, though. That's the thing. It's like the funnest game because it's <laughs> like we're just kicking the
1: crap out of a team, but like I'm working. I'm like, and that was a good, dunk. never. Bowl, bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, what's funny It's like when you actually like take a night off and like, I'm going to go to Zips and just watch the game tonight. I'm like, Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I like to just go to a bar and watch the game. You know what I mean? But I you like know what we're doing, but I like it. Them. I like I it when we go I to sound-
1: Zips and watch a game and then we podcast right after. Cause
2: yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going and- to say.
3: buzzed us is fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's way better, and honestly, it's funny because everyone with comments when I am buzz, how much better I am. So I gotta just, <laughs> I, I can't go start that way. Start drinking That's more. down a dark hole, dude. I can't go that way. But um, also, I remember Ron Ron Wolf- Wolfley used to talk about complaining all the time about the schedule and stuff. So I don't want to start doing that. I'm not complaining about. This is fun. I like doing this. So
1: John Tran, I honestly slept some of this game. LOL. Yeah, that happened to me a couple of games ago where I was like yeah, watching in the fourth quarter. I'm like, hey. It's a Sunday game. I can get my little nap ski in. So uh, let's go ahead and hand out some hardware.
0: Jamstar of the game.
1: All right, Jamster, subscribe, rate, review, thumbs up. Hang out with us at Zip sometime. Get buzzed with us. Who are you give the Jamstar to, Matthew?
2: Oh, man. This is actually really tough. I'm going to give it to Sabin Lee, man. Damn it, that's who I had. Sixteen points, four steals. Here's what's
1: crazy about Saban he's still Lee. on the team. <laughs> that's one thing that's crazy, yes. Uh another thing that's crazy is the sheer fact that um he's got zero shooting ability. And that's why he's a two way player. Uh but has the ability to attack the cylinder, and that's what he did tonight ad nauseum. He just kept kept attacked and kept attacking because yeah. when he shoots that three, what was his overall three point shooting?
2: Uh, he was zero for three, baby.
1: There you go. And they're all just flat as hell. So yeah. um, you know, it's just that's what his specialty is. He can attack the cylinder, he can put pressure on the defense. He got to the free throw line. I think he was what what did he shoot from the free throw line? Eight for twelve. Eight for twelve. So I mean he lived at the line tonight. So it's nice to have that wrinkle. He's a two way player.
2: So I mean, just that's what it is. So Hey, at least he's still on the team and Jordan Goodwin's gone, dude. That was your guy, remember before the season? I still got saving Lee on the team, so Good for you. Good for you. Good for, for our, our backup guard that we're going heavy yeah. for.
1: <laughs> Savingly no
2: Jordan Goodwin.
1: I'm like, saving Lee? It's not going to happen. It's going to be Jordan. <laughs> oh, where'd he go? Oh, he just scored his first, <laughs> his first points in Memphis? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, next up for the Suns, we don't play until the 22nd, 5.30 p.m. Arizona time in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Matthew, question. All-star game. Do you want to do a post-game podcast for the all-star game? I might be
2: going out
1: on Sunday night.
2: Oh, is it Sunday night? I forgot. Yeah. No, Sunday night we can, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. All Star Saturday night is sure. on um, checks, notes, Saturday night. We'll think about it. We might do it for you. So here's what I like I like the fact that the All Star game is returning to the East versus West format. Yes, me too. Love that. Absolutely love it. I got tired of the drafting and all that. And it's like, it's just they're trying to generate storylines no one gives a shit i've always said that I, <laughs> I i love the fact that if you go back and you're on nba tv and you watch the 1995 nba all-star game east versus west you can sit there and go, Oh, this is an encapsulation of who was good that season in their respective conferences. Mm-hmm. You'll get some random, uh, Detlef Shrimp will be in there or something. You're like, What the hell? It's like, Oh, he had a great year for Seattle that year. That's awesome. I get to see him in there, right? And it starts to get diluted when you start to do all these different things. Uh, so I'll ask you this question over under minutes for Devin Booker coming off the bench in the all star game.
2: Oh, I think he gets, uh, I think under 10. See, I think he's going to go over 20. Really? Okay. I really do. I don't see him as an all star player. You know what I mean? Like in the game. He's just not fun to watch.
1: Yeah. He's not going to jam at home. You know, He'll
2: try, but he might get hurt. So, but I, no, no I really, dogging him. I'm not dogging the dude. Chill out.
1: I think that. Am I the, 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 the day the, the day before is when his book one's officially debut, right? February seventeenth. Yes, I did look that up. Actually. I think he's gonna go out there and he's just gonna be feeling it. He's twenty seven. He's in his prime. It's kind of his time to take over the the NBA, the All Star Game. I'm with ozzy Suns Fan Podcast. I could see him going for the All-Star All Star right. MVP. So I'm excited to see that. Me too. Another thing uh, that came out today is the fact that the Suns have officially announced that they are going to have a G League affiliate starting next season. And they've already started a campaign where you can name that team just like the Suns. So, who do you have? Okay. What are are your ideas? Yeah. I I submitted one.
2: Did you? I didn't submit one because I didn't know where to find it. It's, Uh, you know, (laughs) too much. (laughs) Suns.com. Suns.com. Who goes there anymore? (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking the bad guns. I'm like, I kind of like that.
1: It's a bad day to say bad guns. After oh what my happened God. In Kansas it really State. is. Jeez. Yeah. Well, what is uh, the bad
2: guns though? Isn't that like, I have no idea. Young guns. That's what I'm thinking of. The young guns. Oh, like, yeah, uh, not like bad guns, young guns. I like wh- that from the movie.
1: Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with Emilio no Esteved. Yeah. Emilio yeah, Esteved and Matthew. whatnot. Way, what really, way to re- read the room. Um, CL Oracle says, press get hot shots. Uh, we don't oh. know what location is going to be as of yet. So, But I do like Hot Shots. I know that John Bloom, that's what his was. It's kind of paying homage to the Hot Shots at the Yarnell 13 that happened about 10 years ago. Um, Suave said, I submitted the Phoenix butts. Um, Lazy Squatch said, the Phoenix buckets. Um, John You're Tran bad. said, I submitted the Phoenix nebulas where suns are born. That's a good idea. Uh, Fabio says, Phoenix Uranus. I, I submitted the moons. The what? The Moons.
3: Twilight?
2: Twilight? And we have The Moons. Okay. That was my submission. You know, it kind of sunk in a little bit, and it's not too bad. But I don't think I like that one. I like people mooning. Like That could become a thing. Like the halftime show as people come out to show
1: their asses. I don't know. But that (laughs) was literally what I submitted. It was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like... Because as as you can see, which with uh, which some of the other Jamsters have stated in the chat, they're they're picking uh, celestial objects, right? Somebody in our group chat, uh, we have a group chat between all the different kind of Suns podcasters. Um, there's some funny ones in there, you know, the the Buckeye Beavers, the Goodyear Tires. <laughs> These are all from uh, Coach and founder from the Suns Planet Podcast, Goodyear the Bullhead Tires. City, or the Nothing Nobodies. The Christmas trees because Christmas is a town in Arizona. The Yuma Skuma, the Gila Bend, Gila Monsters. Um, who said, Let's see, I'm gonna try to find it. Uh, I'll give credit to uh, Dervish of Whirl from the Fanning the Flames podcast. Paul He said, The eclipse, I like that. Eclipse is pretty it sounds good. like
2: uh, it doesn't sound like a men's team,
1: it doesn't, but it's but, like, but, but like Prescott, Prescott Marks says in the chat, Galaxy, like LA, that's or galaxy's the the la soccer the team, soccer I think. team yeah. yeah um black holes embers sweet j the phoenix sweet james uh should be, a, <laughs> should be the, the <laughs> phoenix be so good be phoenix on a whole nother level just on like a whole nother
2: <laughs> level gila river casinos Dude, that'd be great oh
3: You, d- the phoenix you do use
2: yeah so um i got something to ask before we get out of here so please valentine's day is today and honestly i didn't remember till probably five o'clock today i just no i i saw someone with a shirt on we talked about it but i kind of forgot so going on a date with someone twice and then you're gonna go on a third date this friday Mm -hmm. do you still say happy valentine's no on valentine's day
1: no not on not pre-date three
2: yeah that's what i thought too and i Okay, I just wanted to gen- like I was like, Oh my god, like I totally forgot and say anything, but then like she doesn't watch the pod. She was like, <laughs> <It's> uh <laughs> yeah, she, she forgot, but I, I totally forgot. And then she she seemed a little you can kind of tell, but I'm like, eh, isn't it kind of too early? That my sister did Stephanie was like, You should have said it, you should but I'm like, I didn't remember, but did she text is- you happy Valentine's Day or anything like that? Yeah, it was happy Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. Like later, like it was like 5 30.
1: Oh, she gave you the so, by the way? Yes. Yeah, so I'm passive like, oh, aggressive. Man, like yeah, ad. you missed. She wanted it.
2: Yeah. So I think I did mess up. So, so, anyways, so did, well, what
1: was your response?
2: I just told her I forgot. I said, I've been work- at work and it was mostly all dudes today. So no one said anything. So, <laughs> well, I like what Ozzy Sons fan says. She says, then take roses to the date. Man, that's too much. Yeah.
1: Seriously. Like it meant something to her two dates in. Like for me from dude to dude, like yeah, it's like before we have Mark and you blew it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I did I really didn't forget. And I understand then, that, but they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I and it was only two dates, so I won't even think of Valentine's Day, you know what I mean? So yeah,
1: you're not in that that mind frame yet. But and then
2: I asked her to marry me. So <laughs> now it's <laughs> now I probably blew it. Oh
1: yeah, it's over from you from aussie Yeah, this should be a whole segment, like dating advice for matthew oh my god this is dating updates thing. yeah dating updates <laughs> yeah. every right. every
2: yeah every other week there's like someone else or every other month you know no i'm good though i got a good night text so it was nice so okay was, good yeah it so was okay
1: so so here's all you got to do is you go down to albertsons and you buy like there's these things that you can buy that it's like one little glass vase and one rose in it Right, you're not buying a whole bouquet of flowers. Yeah, and you show up at the date with that, and you're like, "Hey, you know, I apologize that I forgot about Valentine's Day; it just wasn't on my mind." But you are, boom, there yeah. you go. Okay, and that, that, and that and one I, little I, thing I, do, I goes, do
2: buy flowers. I I'm yeah. the, I do buy flowers usually yeah. like the fourth, third, or fourth date. Yeah, but... well,
1: this th- this one kind of this is like a hey, my bad, yeah. and I hope you can accept that it, my bad. But I but I am thinking of you, kind of thing. It's just like
2: oh, oh, pff, game this over, so touching.
1: I know, but it's like that's the game.
2: All right, well, if she's watching, good night. Expect money, a rose. Money. Okay, now it's getting way too fucking weird. Now I did blow it. <laughs> All right, so I guess go home and love Matthew's <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, go home and love. Wait, was that it, the whole show? I guess so. We're over okay. an hour. Go home and love your family.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so here's what you need to really do, okay? Buy some butter, get some, like, oat milk, maybe some of that coffee creamer, that vanilla coffee creamer that you like.
2: You can do that, or else you can turn that sunfish bitch my way, it's up.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health.